Hey everyone, my name is Matt. I'm the youth and family pastor at Cornerstone Church in Marshfield. Here today with your Cornerstone Connection, a daily devotional. It's good to be with you guys, and uh, perhaps this is your first time here. Welcome. We're so glad to have you here. Please know that here at Cornerstone, we're making our way through the New Testament. Today, we are in the book of 2 Corinthians. We are in chapter 6. We'd love for you to join us in reading through the New Testament. There should be a link right next to this video. Go ahead and click that. Get the YouVersion Bible app and join us today as we continue to read through that, uh, read through the Bible together and, and interact over it. So you're invited to join us. Please do. So we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Now, as I got to this section of Scripture, it just kind of dawned on me. You look at 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians and of Paul's letters in the New Testament. These are two of the longest. <laughs> and uh, I think there's good reason for that, just from uh, what you know of reading the other letters. And when you read 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, first of all, you go, wow, there's two of these letters, and they're both fairly lengthy. There's a lot of issues going on in the Corinthian church. We saw that in 1 Corinthians. We continue to see it in 2 Corinthians. And uh, so Paul spends a lot of time doing correcting and clarifying and trying to help this church uh, be a church and to be act like Christians and and to follow God and follow after Christ and and not to look like the world and so anyway he gets to chapter six of Second Corinthians and he is just imploring upon these people that um, if you're not yet saved today is the day of salvation come to know Christ he's right there he's available to you and there's no better decision you ever make follow Christ. Okay. He kind of starts off with that in chapter six. And then he goes on uh, this this bit of a, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a rant, but uh, just a, a message to them of all that he has endured and the, his fellow uh, missionaries have endured in order to bring the message of Christ and the teaching of Christ to them. And he kind of lists all of these hardships. And he says, he says in, uh, in verse 11, he says, we have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and we have opened wide our hearts to you. And then he follows that up in verse 13, and he says, as a fair exchange, I speak as to my children, open wide your hearts also. So Paul is just imploring to the Corinthian church, hey, guys, this is so good. You don't want to miss out on what Christ has for you. And yet you're you're kind of just, just living like the world and, and saying you're Christians and and Paul's saying, man, we've laid it all down for you. We've endured so much in order to bring the gospel to you and to teach you and to train you. Open your hearts wide to it and, and allow the Spirit of God to truly transform you. And then he goes into probably one of the more famous sections of text in verses 14. I'm just going to read verses 14 um, through 15. And here's what Paul says, and this is often used uh, in in marriage counseling, but it applies uh, beyond that as well, and certainly in what Paul is talking about in this context. Here's what he says in verse 14. As he's talking to the Corinthian church, hey, act like, be like, believe as Christians, and allow your actions to follow. He says, verse 14, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Now, we're talking like yoke uh, with two oxen that are yoked together, plowing a field. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? What fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? I think that's how you pronounce it. What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? All right? So here's the thing. I think it's really important for us to grab here today what Paul's not saying. He's not saying uh, don't interact with um, or have any sort of um, uh, time spent with unbelievers. Uh, he's certainly not saying, because we know from 1 Corinthians 7, that if you're a believer 
and you married someone who's not a believer, he's not saying divorce them. That's not what he's saying. You'll see that in First Corinthians 7. Um, so that's important to point out. But but what he is doing here is he's he's just kind of giving a warning to the Corinthian church, but also to us, that if we uh, yoke ourselves and, and we are in a committed relationship, um, such as marriage, but there could be other type of committed relationships or, or just really strong friendships with unbelievers, they're going to influence the way that we go. Just like one ox is going to influence the way of the other ox. And so if Paul is saying, if you're not going the same direction and, and one of you is in darkness, one of you is in light, one of you follows Christ and one of you does not follow Christ, it, there's going to be a lot of struggle. And there's a really good chance that if you're a believer, that the unbeliever will will pull you down before you pull them up. And so, friends, uh, let's take Paul's words here today uh, and, and look in the mirror again and, and allow them to soak into our own hearts. Consider our relationships. Consider our marriage. I'm not telling you to get divorced. Please don't. <laughs> but consider uh, the, the people that most influence our life. And, and I tell you what, uh, if, if I want to follow Christ, if that's truly my heart's desire, my goal in life is to follow Christ, the people that are closest in my life, I'm going to be best off if they are also have that same desire and they also have that same goal to pursue and to follow Christ. That, that, that they would be believers, that they would be in the light, that they'd be following after God. Are they perfect people? No. Am I perfect? No. But I want to be yoked together with people who follow after Christ. Number one. Doesn't mean they have to have the same personality or same gift set. Just means that they're following after Christ. So, I lay that challenge before us today, that question, who are the closest people in your life? Are they following after Christ? If yes, what impact is that having? If not, what impact is that having? <laughs> Think about that today. Have a great day, friends. Hey, we'll see you next time on the Cornerstone Connection.